All right, church, if you have your Bible, will you turn to Mark chapter 6? Uh, we're going to stay in our series. If you just saw one of the signs, maybe a friend invited you, uh, who you're gathered with right now is Nansman River Baptist Church. Uh, we meet uh, weekly on Sunday mornings on Bridge Road, almost to the Nansman River, right across from Burger King, and we would love to have you meet with us. We normally meet at 930. Uh, what I think you I, at least I hope you sense from this uh, community of faith is if we say we're going to be somewhere, uh, we're going to be there. And so we told our community that we're going to be worshiping here at Bennett's Creek Park today at 1030. Uh, thank you, church, uh, that it's not just me and my family and our worship team out here right now. Um, you showed up. And so thank you for that. Um, I it, it means a lot that we would say we're going to be somewhere and that we are here. And what we do on Sunday mornings is we worship the Lord and we study his word together and we do that verse by verse through books of the Bible. And last week we were in the first part of Mark chapter six. And so this week we're going to be in the second part. Now this is typically my second shortest sermon of the year. Christmas Eve being my shortest sermon, Church at the Park being the second shortest. And those of you that don't like colder weather are really glad for that. So let's just jump right in and see what the word of the Lord has to say this morning. Very simply, what we're looking at is an instruction to keep our eyes on Jesus, to look to Jesus. This is some of the most simple instruction that we have in life. When we're learning to do anything. Think back to growing up and you were learning to do something that was likely an adult beside you telling you to keep your eyes on something. If you were learning to hit a baseball, they told you, keep your eye on the ball. If you were a uh, teenager learning how to drive, your parent likely screamed at you, keep your eye on the road. If you were trying to push through college or graduate school. They told you, keep your eye on the prize. Well, here's what I want us to know today. As we look through what's going to be three different stories in Luke chapter six, it is vitally important for us, church, that we keep our eye on Jesus. Let's read the first of these stories beginning in verse 30 of Mark chapter six. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while for many were coming and going and they had no uh, leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and re recognized them and they ran there on foot for all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd and he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and the villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. It's very appropriate for us today. So they sat down in groups 
by hundreds and by fifties and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he took it, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all and they all ate and were satisfied and they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of all the fish and those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. So here, thousands of people have gathered to hear the teachings of Jesus all day. And, and this, this one piece of detail that Mark gives to us is that Jesus has great compassion on the people that he's looking at, these, these just hordes of people, this large gathering of people as if they were sheep without a shepherd. They had nowhere to look. That's what a shepherd is for the sheep. It's a central focus point for the sheep to look and to follow. And Jesus looked out at this crowd and recognized that they were sheep without a shepherd. They had nowhere to look. And so he's going to give them a place to look. And it comes time to eat. And the disciples say, there's nothing for them to eat. What should we feed them? Send them away. And Jesus says, no, I'm not going to send them away. Why? Because they were sheep without a shepherd. They would wander off and maybe not return. And he wants to keep them there. And so Jesus does what becomes one of the most famous miracles in the Bible. He collects five loaves of bread and two small fish. Another gospel author tells us that he collected this just from a small boy whose mom had probably packed his lunch that day before he went out to see Jesus. He collects these things and blesses them and divides them amongst what ended up being, Mark tells us, 5,000 men. Now, that's just counting the men. So this is likely thousands upon thousands more women and children who had gathered. The disciples were looking at the place, this desolate place where no one was. They were looking at the hour. It was late. They were looking at the scarce provisions they had, just a few pieces of bread and fish. They were looking at the enormous crowd, but they failed to look to Jesus. And Jesus says, look to me. Notice what happens when they finally do look to Jesus. In verse 41, the impossible happens. Five loaves and two fish become enough to feed thousands of people. We're told in verse 42 that every one of the people were filled, that everybody didn't just get a scrap. Everybody had lots to eat behind me. We have lots to eat. I hope you'll stay with me. I promise you'll be filled. In verse 43, we see that every disciple was even left with a reminder to look to Jesus, that there were 12 baskets, there were 12 disciples, 12 baskets of food left over. Look to Jesus, because he can do the impossible. And in this moment, once they fix their eyes on Jesus, he does the impossible. Now go with me to verse 45. Let's look at the next thing that happens here in the text. Immediately, so tied to this, Mark says, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to the Bethsaida, where he had dismissed, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was on the sea and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out for they all saw him and were terrified, but immediately spoke to them and said, take heart in his eye. Do not be afraid. He got in the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Not only do we need to look to Jesus because he can do the impossible, we need to keep 
looking to Jesus. When you learned how to hit a baseball, you didn't just look at the baseball once, but you trained yourself to always look at the ball when it was coming. When you learned to drive, you learned to look at the road the whole time that you're driving because just glancing away once can lead to disaster. So is true with the Christian life. So the disciples have this incredible moment of Jesus with Jesus where he feeds this multitude of people, thousands upon thousands. They get in the boat and immediately Mark tells us they've taken their eyes off of Jesus again. This time they look towards the wind. They see Jesus walking out in the night on the water and they think it's a ghost. In Mark chapter 14, or sorry, in Matthew chapter 14, Matthew tells us something that Mark doesn't, and that is Peter even tries to go out on the water to Jesus, but when he sees the waves and the wind, he begins to sink. Immediately following Jesus feeding 5,000 men plus whoever else is there with just a few loaves and a few fish, Almost maybe an hour, two hours, three hours later, here they are with their eyes off of Jesus again. Now, we've been studying here in Mark. Mark 4 is not all that long ago where Jesus has already calmed a windstorm at night on this same lake, the Sea of Galilee. The call for those who follow Jesus isn't to just look at him once like the disciples did in Mark 4, but to look at him in every single moment of every single day of our lives. This is why Jesus says in Luke 9, if anyone is to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. The call to look to Jesus is a daily, hourly, minute by minute call to fix our eyes on the one who can do the impossible. Last, we see that we're to tell others to look to Jesus because he can do the impossible. When they get to the other side, we're told in verse 53, they had crossed over and they came to the land of Gesenaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran the whole region and began to bring the sick on their beds to where they heard he was. And wherever he came in villages, cities and countrysides, they laid the sick in the marketplace and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, as we had already seen another woman do previously. And as many as touched him were made well. So what's the reaction of the people when Jesus parks his boat is that they hear that Jesus is there and they go out in the countryside to tell all of the people. When we fix our eyes on Jesus and we know that Jesus can do the impossible and, and that is our, our, he is our daily vision, we are always constantly looking to him. It doesn't end there. We tell others because we know. Could you imagine the scene that Jesus finds himself in as he, as he comes into this land and people spread out crying, Jesus is here, Jesus is here. Bring the sick, bring those who need to be healed. Bring them to Jesus. This is what the church should do. We should always be looking to bring people to Jesus to not only fix our eyes on him, but to fix the eyes of others, telling others to look to Jesus because he alone can accomplish the impossible. So what? Very qu quickly, Jesus accomplishes the impossible for all who look to him. This, we began with the story of Jesus taking a few loaves of bread and multiplying it to where thousands could eat it. And this becomes an image for us that Jesus doesn't just provide temporary physical bread, but he provides eternal spiritual bread to accomplish the impossible in our lives. 
In John chapter 6, starting in verse 35, we read Jesus saying to his disciples, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you who have seen me and yet do not believe, all that the Father gives me will come to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out, for I have come down from heaven, not to deny my own will, but the, not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father. Listen, that everyone who looks on the Son, look to Jesus, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. We can feed you today, but later you'll be hungry. Jesus fed the 5,000 loaves and fish, but later they were hungry. But Jesus offers to all who look to him, to all who believe in him, an eternal spiritual bread that will fill us forever. Whoever believes in him shall never hunger and thirst again for that which Jesus can offer. We may think it sounds impossible for Jesus to feed a multitude of people with a few bread, few pieces of bread and pieces of fish. We may think it sounds impossible for Jesus to walk out on a very deep lake to his disciples at night. We may think all that sounds impossible, but more impossible than any of that, if there's such a thing, is for us sinful human beings, men, women, boys, and girls, to be restored to a holy and righteous God. But that is exactly what Jesus accomplishes for us. And if you will look to him today, if you will believe in him today, he can accomplish in your life that which seems impossible, that which you could never accomplish on your own. We all are called to look to Jesus because he is the bread of life and whoever comes to him shall hunger no more. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you provide for us the bread of life, that you can accomplish the impossible in our lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, would you do that in the lives of people today? Would they look to you and be saved? Would we as your church continue to fix our eyes upon you, the author and perfecter of our faith, we ask? Thank you, God, that even in the cold, misty weather, we can stand for the truth of the gospel in which we believe here in our community. May people hear it and look to Jesus and be saved by it, we pray in Christ's name, amen.